So Andrew, here on my wall behind me here, you can see I've got two sets of bagpipes. Ask me if they're in tune. Are they in tune? Who cares? I think you might be misunderstanding the theme of is today's that, is episode. That not, oh, see, that's... I was like, oh, great. <laughs> I thought... So we're, we're talking about the who cares model of bagpipe tuning today. Love it. Yeah. Who cares? Right. I don't care. And, uh, if the, whether or not your bagpipes are in tune, okay, I want to teach you to not care about that. Yeah. But okay. it seems counterintuitive, especially based on everything we've been talking about the last several weeks and the tuning clinic and all, like all of this. It's like, wait, you want me to not care about tuning? Yes. Uh, we do want to eventually get in tune though, Jim. Okay. So we do care about, we do care about eventually getting in tune. Me, but you're never going to get perfectly in tune, I don't think. Certainly, I think that's a healthy viewpoint. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you, you might not ever be perfectly happy. We're always kind of striving for more, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, you're never going to be perfectly in tune, but the goal is to be as in tune as humanly possible. That's mm -hmm. definitely the goal. So we do care about that. Okay. But as for the current state of our bagpipe, I want you to apply the who cares model. Mm-hmm. What's the, like, why? Why, like, what's the um, motivator for applying this model? Well, because regardless of the current state of our instrument, the assumption is always that it could be better. Yeah. So whether or not it's in tune right now, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. The question is, if we were going to make it better, how would we do so? That's the big question. For example, let's pretend, let's simplify our bagpipe down. Mm -hmm. So it's just two tenor drones going. Mm -hmm. Now. Are those two drones in tune? No, no. essentially never perfectly. And, um, and maybe sometimes well, and terribly, maybe, not, not, like extremely not so. Maybe, and maybe they are perfectly in tune. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. Maybe, maybe they are sometimes. Yeah. Fair enough. But the, the correct mentality here is who cares? Mm. Because now what I'm going to do is I, I have my two tender drones going, whether they're in tune or not, I'm going to start by just doing a test. So how would you test whether or not the two drones are in tune with each other? I just move one. That's going to be the easy way. Exactly. Like we've talked about before, the, the wah-wahs will come in, right? And they can just see if that gets worse or not. Yeah. And it might already have some wah-wahs. And then maybe for whatever reason, maybe you're not experienced. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have a lot of confidence. Maybe you're flustered because you're getting nervous. Uh, maybe you, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll give you a good be. maybe. Once I was trying to tune my tenor drones in my backyard and I did not realize my neighbor had a riding lawnmower going. There it was go. really close to the same frequency and it was driving me crazy. And I finally realized it's not just my drones, my neighbor across the fence there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So there could be extenuating circumstances there too. So all we're going to do is just test. So one thing will, that will tell us whether the drone is in tune or out of tune is if we move it and the quality of the sound of the two drones gets better that's a good indication they were out of tune and moving in that direction makes it better and once you've done that test that informs your next move so okay cool the tuning got better when i moved in that direction what should you do next keep going until it gets worse yeah do it again right see see what the result of doing it again is and this time you do it again hypothetically and it gets even better amazing Okay. Now, what's the next logical thing you want to do? Do it again. Just keep going. No, oh. <laughs> that's where you should stop. No, just stop. Yeah, you should stop there. No, no, no. Don't stop there. If something's working, 
keep doing keep it doing right it. and yeah. yeah it's like it's not hard to figure out however a lot of pipers will will move may have a couple of successful moves and then when you're teaching them then they just stop there yeah yeah oh my god or when you're judging is even worse you know because as a judge you want to hear somebody really lock the pipes in and the player will make two really good moves and get them pretty darn close yeah but you don't want to stop at pretty darn close, you know, yeah. stop when they're just like totally locked. Kind of like when you're tuning a radio, right? Like do you, like one of the old school ones, yes, yes. not the digital ones. You're turning the little knob, you're getting it to 93.93 Q, you know, the hits of yes, and today, yesterday, and what? In the and forever. 70s, That's 80s, the- 90s, and today <laughs> or whatever. You're trying to tune to 93 and then you get like, just so you can hear the signal. And then Is stop. that where you stop? <laughs> yeah, no way. No. No, you keep the you keep the radio tuner going until the signal is as clear as you can possibly get it. And what do you usually do once you get it super clear? You usually would want to go even just a little bit right. past the mark, right? Yep. To confirm that that was the best mark. Tuning is the same way. So we don't care whether the two drones are in tune. Okay, we're going to continually test until we achieve the best possible result. Mm-hmm. And the same goes if you were to tune the bass and the tenor together. A lot of people say, oh, I just can't hear the bass. You can hear the bass because otherwise, how would you even know it was on? So I know you can hear it. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to continually test the bass drone relative to the tenor to just kind of like see what sort of things are going on. And the same will be true for the low A. So like is your C, Jim, on that, the bagpipe on the left Mm -hmm. up there, is the C sharp or flat relative to the drones? Come on, you can do this. Is the C sharp or flat to the drones? It's Jim. perfect. The answer is, who cares? Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. It's a, I opened strong with the who cares, and then I lost it, didn't I? Well, did you just not get enough sleep last night, or Dude, were you trying to be funny? Did I tell you that I had just had my fifth child? And of course, I didn't get enough sleep last night. <laughs> uh, okay, so the answer, as always, is who cares? And what am I going to do instead of caring? I'm going to just test. Uh, it looks like you froze there. Hang on a sec. You might have a signal problem. Oh, here we go. Found it. It's in the settings. Am I back? Yeah, got it. All right. Yep, we're back. Sorry about that. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you back up, Andrew, and ask me again if my C sharp is sharp or flat? Uh, no, I'm, I want to keep your... You don't want to get... You're not going to give me a, a, a mulligan no, on not that one? Another chance. <laughs> no, we did, have a, we did have a moment. We did have a momentary network glitch after uh, Jim's well this happened immediately hang up <laughs> yeah oh Hi. oh what do you know what do you know Jim's he has got like a wi-fi router kill switch that's right it's a big just red like button this. on my desk <laughs> yeah no I'm not letting you off the hook that easy so Jim said he thinks the C is perfectly in tune but of course the correct answer is who cares and what we're going to do is we're going to test mm-hmm. to figure out the result okay so the answer to all tuning questions is just test and figure it out. And by the way, maybe the test, maybe you're a beginner and the test isn't revealing anything conclusive. Cool. So just go with what you got. Mm. When you're a beginner, two out of three times, the test will reveal something conclusive. And if it doesn't, you know, go with what you've got for now. But, but that basic idea of testing is what the who cares model is all about. We've got to get over the idea that we should just magically know what's wrong with our tuning. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing uh, that um, I guess I was trying to come up with a clever way of saying, I think that's the biggest thing uh, that causes people to make the mistake 
of just purchasing a fancy digital tuner and attempting to use that to get their pipes just minimally in tune so so that they don't embarrass themselves and then that's that's as far as they want to go yeah i i do i can speak from my own personal experience that like often it feels like magic when i see a really really good player i already think they sound great and then i see them reach <laughs> up to a drone and make a small adjustment and i go they sound even more great but they sounded great already before and it's like it's like it is like magic i don't know how they did that you know what i mean yeah like if i'd been playing the way they were playing before they made the adjustment i would have already thought that i was just humming along you know nothing to be desired and yes, somehow exactly. they knew and they made this change and it got even better you know yeah or maybe it didn't right mm -hmm. you know so how many people here have been in the position where your bagpipes are sounding okay mm -hmm. therefore you are afraid to make any changes because yeah. you don't want to make it worse yeah so that's a huge thing right uh, you get your bagpipe sounding okay now you're afraid to do anything else because you're worried that you might make it worse okay and that's going to be a big problem especially because you know since you know, especially because once you tune your pipes, your pipes never stay in tune for very long. Okay. Even at the highest levels. So then, Andrew, I might say something like, hey, Andrew, I think my bagpipes don't sound great, but they sound okay. But I'm worried that if I touch them, they'll get even worse. That's where I say, who cares, right? I think you're still missing yeah. the point here. So I think we should care whether we make them worse, okay? But as to what's happening or as to what i might need to do to improve the pipes the answer might be who cares mm -hmm. because we can just test to find out yeah it, okay it, so we don't do you think Jim, i i want try, i do want you to care about whether you 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 sound good or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know i mean like uh like it, who cares as in go ahead and touch them to see if something happens right who cares yes. if you make it worse because you can touch it again to mm -hmm. make it better so yeah, and we need to, at some point, maybe not during a performance, okay? Mm -hmm. But at some point, we do need to bite the bullet and be willing to make ourselves worse mm -hmm. um, because that's the only way we're going to learn how to do these skills, yeah. right? So I, I do know what you mean. When you look at a really experienced piper, it seems like magic what they're doing, mm -hmm. okay? But what they're doing is really just the high level of what you need to start to do, mm -hmm. which is, okay, my bagpipes are sounding okay right now, but honestly... I'd like them to sound a little bit better. Let's dig in and start doing some tests. Mm -hmm. Let's go through a couple of models yeah. of how you might how you might test, right? Mm -hmm. So my bagpipe is sounding okay, but uh, it's not sounding great right now. So here's a here's a common model. We would call this the chanter first tuning model. Let's see how the chanter relates to one drone. Okay. So what you would do, and you've probably seen this before, if you're listening. You would turn off the bass drone and one tenor drone so that you just have one drone remaining with your pipes. Now we're going to test the low A relative to the drone. And there's a variety of different tests you could do. I recommend the pressure variance test. So, so now we're playing one low A with the drone. And let's just ease off the pressure ever so slightly. And what are we listening for when we do that? Jim, is the network strong enough to, to take a stab at that? What are we listening for? when we do a little bit of pressure variance test. Who cares? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, no, More we don't care. We don't care if the low A is in tune with the tenor. Okay, but we, we, we should care about 
what the result of the testing right. indicates to so us. Well, but what are we looking for? Does it sound better or worse as we let Good. the pressure off? Cool. And you could be more specific and you could say like, do the beats that I hear right. I get faster or slower mm -hmm. as a result of a little bit of pressure variance testing. Okay. And then if the, uh, if we ease off the pressure and the beats get slower, that means my chanter was too high in pitch. And as I decrease the pitch, it got better. Meaning, uh, see if you can follow the logic here. It means that the drone is flat relative to the chanter. It's lower in pitch. Mm -hmm. That's what flat means. Okay. So in order to fix that, I can sharpen the drone. Okay. So I can give that a try and then I can recompare the low A to the drone again. Mm -hmm. Now, now I recompare the drone to the chanter. Is the chanter still flat? Jim, hit, hit me in the chat. Is, is it still flat? Yes, it's is still, the flat. still flat. Are you asking me for... No, 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 Jim. <laughs> you're you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay. No. So now, now I've done, okay. now I've, I've, I've attempted to fix the drone and I'm listening to the chanter relative to the drone again. Is it still flat? No, Jim? it sounds perfect. Bang on. No, no. <laughs> Hang on a second. Jim. One sec, one second. Who cares? Ah, there it is. <laughs> so now, now that we've made the change to the drone and we compare the low A to the drone again, okay, we don't care if it's good or not. Who cares? We're going to do another test to see if maybe we could improve it even more still, or if the result of that test uh, is that it gets worse, not better. And that's how we know that we're close. We're going to do that test again. We're going to trial and error a few different more things until a chanter and the drone are in tune the way that we want. Yes. 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 By the way, that might take a little bit of time. You're seldom going to be perfect, you know, when you do it. At the the benefit of doing all this and and continuing and committing to the trial and error who cares process is your ear is and your and your brain and your experience is going to get better and better and you're going to learn more and more about what in tune is actually going to sound like how your bagpipes actually behaving how the chanter changes in pitch over time all this important information is going to be learned through the who cares method which by the way is it we've figured this out it's kind of a terrible name and philosophy for a method in itself but it's, it's a good thought experiment we've got now we've got the drone and the chanter is it in tune not quite sure but it's certainly as good as we can get the radio channel you know it's as good as we can get it now let's turn on another drone okay now we're going to tune the two drones together when we first turn on the drone is it in tune with the first drone yet when we first turn on drone number two who cares? Yes, Jim, very good. Yeah, the answer is, of course, who cares? Even if you turn it on and it sounds perfectly in tune to you, it's still a who cares. Uh, knowing it's pretty close will inform how much you might move it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, let's move it a teeny bit up. Like, it's sounding amazing, but let's move it a teeny bit up. Now, when you move it a teeny bit up, does it, does it, is it in tune there? Who cares? We're still going to wiggle and jiggle. We're going to search around that radio station trying to find the perfect spot where everything is in. And we're seldom going to go with our first move. We're always going to do that testing. Remember that the testing is what is going to develop that magical ear mm -hmm. that you're looking for, that you're wondering how it's possible that these great players can like tune so well and it seems so effortless and magical. It's the result of literally hundreds of thousands of tests. Right. Once you do like 67,000 drone tests, 
you're going to get pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. You hear what I'm saying, bro? Mm -hmm. Now, if you, now, if you accumulate a grand total of zero tests, because you're, you're convinced you don't have the ear and that you suck and that you need a digital tuner. And that's the only hope to even get anywhere close. Uh, guess what? You're never going to get the ear because you haven't done it 67,000 times like I have, or right. And this is, I mean, this is the reveal of, I think one of the bits of wisdom behind the, the path of who cares, right? The path, follow the path. Everyone is, is that if, if I care too much, right, I'm, I'm over, like, I care very much in this way, right? We should, like you say, we should care, right? But if I'm caring so much that my pipes are staying here on the wall, right? So, cause I'm, I don't think I can tune them. I'm worried my neighbors will think I sound bad. I'm worried I sound bad. So I'm just not going to play them that much. But then even when. Yeah. That's the gun case method. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just keep it locked away. Right. Not, not even going to. And then when I do play. I'm so scared to touch the drones or to mess with the read or anything like that, right? Because I care so much about it being absolutely perfect. The who cares comes in to make me go, I'm going to play anyway. I'm going to mess with that drone anyway. I'm going to touch it anyway. Who cares, right? And that's actually the path to knowing what I, so when I do care, like, oh, I do want to be in tune, in tune. I I know how to make that happen. Right. And uh, even if you got your pipes in tune perfectly today, Will they be perfectly in tune tomorrow? Who cares? Okay, nice try. I, <laughs> I think I'll give you partial credit. But the it's odds no. that they're the odds that a bagpipe today will be perfectly in tune tomorrow are very slim. And then the reason for that is all the different variables at play. For example, your chanter read changes uh, in pitch over time as we play. There's external environment factors. Uh, that come into play. So your bagpipe is not going to be perfectly in tune tomorrow if it was in tune today. By the way, how do I know that? It's from years and years of testing and through your tests, you'll start to realize like, oh, my chanter read increases in pitch as I play. Mm. Oh man, my, my high G starts a little bit sharp, but if I just wait for it, it flattens off. Oh, why would that be? Oh, maybe it's the onset of moisture. Ah, okay. Interesting. So you know, oh, what happens if I lick my read? Oh, okay, cool. Well, the high G flattens off, but then then it starts to sharpen up. What's up with that? It's like, oh, okay. So over time, right, through testing, and, uh, learning to use your ears and your brain combined to observe the results of all these different tests, this is how you develop a real knowledge of bagpipe sound and how it works. And it's very complex, okay? So the only real way uh, to sound good all the time is to actually learn the techniques and not to take shortcuts. And, and But then somewhat counterintuitively, a part of that development of the ability is to not care to, in a way, right? To chill about it. It, I'm, I'm, I'm like very much a dad right now. And so maybe this is too much, right? But I, I can't help thinking of just last week, my daughter who's recently started piano was, she was given a worksheet where she's supposed to write notes. And they've got the first note on the line is like typographied into there, right? It's like printed on the page. And when she drew her first note, it, the circle wasn't a smooth, clean circle and it didn't have a straight stick on it, you know, and she felt so upset that it didn't come out perfect. Like the first one that she didn't want to do the rest of them. Right. Like it's like until she could do it perfectly, she didn't want to put any down on the page and trying to talk her through this, like, you just got to do it. That's how you'll get better. Like if I'd had your wisdom at the time, Andrew, I would have said, darling, enter with me the path of who cares, right? We've got to say, who cares? Just, just 
make some circles and sticks on the page, you know, just, just do it. Just try one. Yeah. Yeah. Just try another one mm -hmm, exactly. uh, and observe the results. Yeah. And like, and, and what's really going on is probably like some Popperian knowledge creation, mm. right? So uh, what, what would really happen is, okay, that first circle turned out kind of crappy. Now I can, uh, now you make a conjecture, which would be, okay, now maybe I'll try it like this, maybe with two fingers on the pencil instead of three right, or something, yeah. but maybe, maybe like two fingers on the pencil, maybe that'll get me a better circle. So there's a conjecture and even tiny kids do that, right? We, so actually what comes first uh, is, a is an idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when you're piping, the idea might be, okay, well, maybe if I move the drone up, it'll sound better. Mm. Just an idea. Mm. That idea could be totally right or totally wrong. Who cares? Okay. We're going to do the thing and then we're going to make observations and criticize what just happened. You know, so the observation or criticism would be something along the lines of, oh, when I move the drone up, it actually did sound better. Uh, and you could, you could uh, over time define what makes it better. It's like, oh, the circle actually was better. Mm. Well, how do you know it's better? Well, compared to the typography one, it looks way more similar. Yeah. Same would go with a straight line. Uh, but you keep doing that. Conjecture, criticism, repeat. Conjecture, criticism, repeat, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Until eventually you find what seems to be the best, the best uh, possible way of doing it. Yeah. But fascinatingly, it's the way of doing it we care about and not so much the result. Mm -hmm. Because the assumption is the result is never perfect. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like Newton's laws of gravity, right? Newton was like, hey, I figured out this gravity thing. And for a long time, and still to this day, like Newtonian, the Newtonian basics, it's like how we build structures and we do all this stuff. But then there were a couple of problems, you know? Like, wait a minute, like during the solar eclipse, like why does the light curve like that? Mm. That's kind of messed up. But then anyway, so there's a couple of problems with like the Newtonian method of, you know, thinking about gravity. And those problems, you know, are what guided like, you're my understanding. Uh, I'm not a physicist, but like, you know, my understanding is like, that's where Einstein comes in, right? And then like he came up with this entirely new way of thinking about things, uh, which as it turns out is, by the way, totally different than Newton. Uh, but actually gives a better like description of gravity and how it all works. For example, there is no downward force uh, holding us to the earth. It's like not actually what it is. Right, right. Because now we know that the earth is um, a disc, whereas... Yes. Yeah. Exactly, man. Well, that's the new, that's the new cutting edge theory. Yeah, yeah. Is that actually the earth is flat. Right. Which, of course, can be rejected on a whole bunch of grounds. Yeah, exactly. So the, other, the earth is flat is kind of like a bagpipe tuner is what I need to learn to tune. <laughs> the, flat, the flatter digital bagpipe tuner. <laughs> By the way, I just said that to trigger you. Of course, digital tuners uh, can be quite handy in some circumstances. Very but they don't tool. teach us. Absolutely. But by the way, they don't, they don't help us develop this uh, conjecture, criticism, you know, feedback loop. Sure. This right? would, Which is, it would be like if my daughter had like a rubber stamp for the notes. It, it's, she wouldn't be learning how to write the notes. Sure. Or if she used, or if she used computer software. Right. Yeah. Which uh, she will someday. But right out. now we're starting yeah. her with a pencil and paper. Exactly right. No, that's a great point. And I, I just kind of like, hmm, I'm, I, I was kind of grinding away at what you said because I really agreed with it earlier when you said like, you know, uh, it's actually not the result that we care about, right? It's like the process, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, you know, becoming obsessed with perfecting the process and finding the best way mm. to do things 
uh, is going to naturally lead to great result, right? And it's actually the process that we care about. It's, a, it's actually the, the explanations, mm. right? And the procedures. That's what we need to get good at. And then the end result will either be successful or not, depending on the quality of your processes. And so the, the processes is the key thing. So like, what's the process of getting the drones in tune? Okay, cool. You can try a wide variety. Yeah. There's one, there's one process that for some reason, all the great pipers use, <laughs> which is like steady blowing, well set up drone reads. And then we're just going to test, just move the drone up or down. And that's going to inform whether things are sharp or flat. Hmm. I can usually identify whether a base drone is sharp or flat relative to a tenor, but it's because I'm good at the process. And so I've just sort of like memorized mm. at this point, how it should feel, you know, what it, it sounds should, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, how it sounds or feels like, and you can sort of like, you know, you, you can sort of intuit yes. whether the base yeah. needs to go down or up just based on the fact I've done it so many times. Mm. It's the process, right? And that's what we're trying to do here, you know, with, with the tuning process and then the upcoming tuning course, it's like, let's learn what the process is really all about hmm. and let's, you know, and let's try and just commit to getting good at that. Yeah. So, so it feels a little bit like maybe what one should expect from the course would be something like here are like the, this is what the process is like, but it's not like then at the end of the course, you now are in possession of immediate perfect tuning. It's more like now you can go and do this hundreds, thousands of times over the rest of our lives, really. It's like, yes. love the process and that's how you'll get joy out of playing it. I yeah. Mean, and that's a metaphor for life, isn't it? <laughs> it's the. And commit to it. Right. Yeah. You know, like I think, I think, uh. Committing to it is the key. Mm. So the reason we want to put the digital tuner in the fish tank, okay, which a is just a baggy, to be clear. Yeah, like use a Ziploc if you need to. Um, <laughs> the The idea there is not that we need to destroy the digital tuner, but it's that we need to put it down uh, and just really quit that thing cold turkey for long enough to develop the processes and learn where the digital tuner might be handy in a couple of cases. Yeah, and then introduce it to use when it would be a, the appropriate tool to to use. Yeah. Mm. There are there are really big hints out there that a digital tuner is not really how the sausage is made. Mm. Nice. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like uh like for example, I've never seen a solo piper with a digital tuner on stage ever in my whole life. Mm. By the way, that's different with other types of uh, instruments. It is. For example, yeah, every true. now, yeah, every now and then, you will see like a guitarist with a digital tuner on a stage, mm -hmm. but not a bagpiper. If you ever see a mandolin player without a tuner, I suggest you maybe ought to wonder what's going on, just because those those poor in, those poor instruments need retuned about every two minutes. Right. Exactly. Uh, and then, like you know, pipe bands never use digital tuners either, mm. except for one in one application but notice how they don't tune any chanters with the digital tuner i've never seen it sfu inverary field marshal bog hall it's always around the drones power. isn't it that's that's funny i I'd never yeah like it's only around the drones before. but then you'll also notice that like hmm. only super experienced people are doing those drones like what do you need their experience for you never actually what was that jim sorry we lost your network there for a second I just, I had never noticed before that like, yeah, all the images that I can call up into my mind of people using digital tuners at like the worlds, it's always going around the ring of drones. And I cannot call to mind an image of somebody going around at the bottom of chanters with a, yeah, with a tuner. The only possible exception to that would be when you are getting the reference pitch for sure, the drones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Some people will check it against low A. However, um, nowadays, usually you take that reference pitch from a, a drone or, or maybe you would do a combination of both. But again, keyword reference, reference, reference. Yeah. The, the tuner can be useful, but real tuning happens without it mm. or, or at least like the real, you know, the, the foundation of it all comes from, uh, learning the intuition and, and learning to use your ear and your brain, mm. uh, to make good tuning decisions. And it all comes down to who cares in the sense that when we listen to something and we want to know if it's in tune or not, the answer is who cares? Like we, we can test to find the result. Mm. The test could be as simple as a wild guess. So just move something in one direction. Okay. And, and observe the result. Or you can do more advanced types of testing like pressure variance or using a little finger trick mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, man. I'm excited about the tuning course. Uh, I finally like, I finally feel like I know enough about how to explain what's, you know, what's really going on and how you should approach it. Um, and then it's exciting to like get all the thoughts into one place. Yeah, for sure. Is there an official like launch date for it already in place or should people there, just hop over to Piper's Dojo and just see if it's showing up? Yeah. Early October. Okay. Yeah. Early October. And then, um, what we'll do is, uh, Maybe we should set up like, I don't know, we'll set up some sort of link. Maybe we can mm -hmm. include it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Link in the show notes. If you're curious, at the very least, the link will say when the tuning course is going to launch. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple of unavoidable delays, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll still get it out when I intended it to, but I don't want to say any dates yet, but, uh, but yeah. And then maybe you're listening to this episode far in the future, in which case make sure you check out the course. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cool. So it starts with like a theory section and then we do like an in-depth workshop session showing you how to develop all the procedures. And then there's lots of cool bonuses. Yeah. Well, these like interviews, if nothing else, that sound awesome. I want to hear those. Yeah. So I've collected as many interviews with uh, great pipers as I can, just yeah. talking about how they learn to tune, what techniques they use. The hypothesis being everybody basically does it the same way. Mm. And the hypothesis has mostly rung true. And a couple of surprising things uh, that have come out, but uh, we also have like a really cool textbook to accompany the course, mm. but just everything laid out in book form, which will be pretty cool. There's going to be a one year tuning training, or sorry, it's actually, I actually changed it. It's going to be three months mm. uh, of a tuning training plan that you can use to kind of like put yourself on a 90 day trajectory to really mastering the techniques of tuning or, or if not mastering, then getting yourself like way down the path. Well, that's about 90 minutes. That sounds cool. very, very intriguing. I, I've, I pretty recently kind of had a epiphany moment where I just kind of said to myself, like, I, I've been doing this for too long to feel this lost about tuning still. In fact, Amen, I feel more lost than ever in some ways. And I went down, and in fact, I spent a week playing only one tenor drone and then another two weeks playing only two tenor drones, partly because of this, because I kind of wanted to strip it back to the basics to try to like, can I hear myself even, you know? So yeah, I, I'd follow a 90 day plan like that for sure. That sounds like exactly what I want right now. Yeah. Well, oh, another bonus is an origami digital tuner coffin. It really, <laughs> yep. That's fun. So 
you know, if you get the course, you'll get that as well. So you don't have to use the fish tank. You could just put it in the coffin for a while. Yep. And you could just bury it. So, uh, so yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, we should, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll give you access to the prototype of the course, Jim, and then you can, uh, dive into it. You can come back with some criticisms on the podcast. Yeah. You know, I'll come back and be like, I did the entire course. And let me tell you right now, Andrew, who cares? Exactly. Well, you know, again, I feel like who cares? Maybe we were a little too, no, it's a little too cavalier. Maybe just, you know, I can, uh, I can now clearly see where there might be some confusion here about the who cares philosophy. The extremity of it though, might be useful in that it breaks something that like it breaks mm. existing assumptions in a useful way. Right. Could be. So maybe, yeah. maybe it's good for it to be too extreme because you can have that pendulum swing too far and then bring it back to center. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun one. Thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, the tuning course coming out early October. Early October. Awesome. And, and uh, keep, just keep an eye out on, uh, you know, the dojo channels that you like to check out and we'll go from there.